Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of November 4, 2018. First, for some important announcements. The following announcement was posted on ACB Leadership on November 1 and is from Eric Bridges, Executive Director of the American Council of the Blind. The subject line is Personnel Announcement. Good morning. I regretfully announce the resignation of Tony Stevens as Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, effective November 14. He will be leaving us to become Executive Director of a community-based nonprofit in Baltimore. In his nearly three years with ACB, Tony has clearly elevated our legislative, regulatory, and direct advocacy efforts through his passion, optimism, and humility. Simply put, he has been a great teammate, and we are all far better for having worked alongside him. He will most certainly be missed. He has agreed to work with me and others in ACB to complete projects that are in process after his departure. Furthermore, Tony has expressed a sincere desire to remain an active member. I plan to take him up on his offer. With his departure, Tony leaves big shoes to fill. A position announcement and recruitment will commence in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. I wish Tony much success in his future endeavors and encourage folks to reach out to him in the coming weeks. Sincerely, Eric. And of course, we in KCB second Eric's comments. We have certainly enjoyed and benefited from Tony Stevens' time with ACB. He's always been willing to participate in meetings by telephone and provide any information that he can to help support programs of affiliates and chapters. We'll miss you, Tony. The following item will not reach you before Election Day, but we thought that it is certainly appropriate for this time of year. It's from Cass Irvin, who is a sighted member of KCB, but Cass is a quadriplegic, and she has been active in the disability rights community for many, many years. This is her comment on voting. Her post was on October 30, and it's called People Who Know Me Well. People who know me well know I am big on voting. I have been voting since 1902. That's an exaggeration, of course. Women couldn't vote until 1920. Although I have voted consistently since high school, I have certainly not found it easy. In 1980, I was a co-plaintiff with Prime Movers, Inc. and Legal Aid in a lawsuit filed against state and local election officials because of discrimination in voting rights in accessible polling places. As a result, they allowed people with disabilities to vote absentee. I went to the polls for years, but lately I've voted absentee. I kind of feel like I'm wimping out by voting absentee. I don't prefer mailing it in. I like going to the polls and people seeing me out to vote. When I encourage people, disabled or non, to vote, I quote Helen Keller, who once said, 
I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. As I often say, I can't sing and I can't dance, but I can vote. I can sing, actually, but I shouldn't, at least not in public. Voting makes us equal. My vote counts as much as yours. I learned that from women. And the following announcement was posted on Leadership on Thursday, November 1, and is entitled 2019 ACB Scholarship Application Now Open. The American Council of the Blind has a great opportunity for students who are legally blind to earn a scholarship, whether you are going to a technical college, an entering freshman, undergraduate, or a graduate student. Over $55,000 in scholarships are awarded to students each year. To be eligible, you need to be legally blind in both eyes, maintain a 3.0 GPA, and be involved in your school and local community. As a scholarship winner, you will experience firsthand ACB's National Conference and Convention in July, where you will meet other students who share the same life experiences, create lasting friendships, and network with individuals who understand what you are going through and can help you with your journey. The 2019 ACB scholarship application is now open. You can access the form and get more information at www.acb.org. To help you to prepare to submit your application, ACB will be conducting a brief webinar on our scholarship program and the application process. Stay tuned for more details in the coming weeks. The form must be submitted no later than February 15, 2019 at 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. For more information, please contact Nancy Christine Fila at 612-332-3242 or 800-866-3242 between the hours of 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We look forward to receiving your application materials. The 2018 KCB Conference and Convention is November 16 and 17 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. The theme is KCB The Final Frontier. Be sure to pre-register for this action-packed weekend by November 10. It saves you time and money. Pre-registration is online at www.kentucky-acb.org. You can pre-register with your credit card by calling 502-895-4598 or by sending in the paper form you should have received in the mail. For more information, call us at 502-895-4598. Ron Brooks from Phoenix, Arizona makes two appearances on Soundprints this week. On page two, he tells us how we can win gift cards for the holidays when we join ACB families. Find out more about this growing ACB special interest affiliate and discover how easy it is to get involved. Ron Brooks is also chair of the ACB Board of Publications. The ACB eForum has some new features. Find out about these exciting changes and all the ways you can read the ACB Braille Forum and the eForum on page 3. Two articles of interest to diabetics are on page 4. Read about healthy carbs and ideas to help keep your blood sugar more stable. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar.
page two. Ron Brooks is with us on San Francisco Week, and he's here with two hats. The first of which is a board member of ACB Families. We're going to be talking about our membership drive that's happening this fall. And then the second hat is going to be as chair of the Board of Publications. So welcome, Ron. We're really glad you're with us. Thank you. Ron, it's considerably warmer where you are than where I am because you're in Phoenix and I'm in Louisville and it's cold here. Not here. <laughs> okay. Still almost summertime, huh? So. Uh, I'm outside and it's about 80 degrees and it's oh, well. dark. Oh, how nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we are going to talk about the annual ACB Families Membership Drive. It happens every year about this time. This is probably the third or fourth year that we've done this. And so tell us about this and how people can get in on an opportunity this year to win actually three different prizes. Yeah, so we have a different format. We wanted to liven things up and encourage people to take advantage of a new resource opportunity that we have. So in addition to our two uh, kind of regular gifts that we draw for, we're going to draw for a third, and here's how it works. If you become a member of ACB Families by November 20th, so just uh, two and a half weeks away, you will be eligible for and automatically entered for a drawing for two $50 gift cards. Where, which you can use wherever you would like. And if you participate in our November 25th call, which, is, which I'll talk about in a minute, that's where we're going to do the drawings for the two $20 gift or $50 gift cards. But we're also going to do a third drawing. If you are a member for 2019, and if you are on that call, you will be in a third drawing for a $25 gift card. So actually, you could win, if you're really, really lucky, a $50 card for joining us for 2019, and you could also win a $25 card for joining us on our November 25th call. And people who joined at the convention this past summer in St. Louis are already 2019 members, and then yep. anyone who joins between now and November 20 are also joining for 2019. So all of those people will be eligible to win that night, November 25. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Now, you and don't have talk. to be on, on that call um, in order to be eligible for the $50 cards. Correct. Right. If you enrolled as a member between the convention and November 20th when we close this pr uh, promotion, you are eligible for the $50 cards whether or not you participate on the call. Mm -hmm. If you join us on the call, you've got a second shot to win $25. And Ron, tell us about ACB Families. Tell us about why a person should become a member of ACB Families. Well, in addition to excellent prizes, um, the ACB Families Affiliate, our goal is really to provide a place for people who are involved in a family that experiences blindness or low vision, which is pretty much all of us, a place to come together to talk about, share, and learn from each other about issues that affect our families. These can be just about anything you can think of, from family finance 
to caring for an elder, to dealing with issues at school, to the IEP process for students, to uh, holiday gift-giving ideas, pretty much runs the gamut. Um, I'm in a family. We have three teenagers now. Um, my wife and I are both blind. So, you know, we have all sorts of issues that come up for us every day, dealing with everything from transportation to homework to uh, the last-minute errands that have to be run when you have kids with homework projects that they forgot to do, the <laughs> house cleaning, you know, you name it. So uh, these uh, calls, these opportunities, which I'll kind of go through, are great for us to share. And now that we're kind of on the teenager side, we've been through a lot, so we can share. But we can also learn from people who have had teenagers before us. Uh, and, of course, if you're a younger parent uh, or have younger kids, there's opportunities. Also, if you are, um, a, if you're taking care of a blind grandparent, or you are a blind child, but your parents are, are you know, you're needing to relate to your family. Um, all those issues can be discussed. They can be dealt with. People can share ideas. So we have, we have two calls typically each month. Uh, one call is kind of our membership meeting where. The board does board business, and we have a – sometimes we'll have a speaker on a topic. And, and those are more structured, so we might have a topic like family finance or holiday gift-giving or we've done foreign exchange students, uh, just kind of a range of topics. The other call, and this is the call that we hold the fourth Sunday of each month, is a peer support call, which is really a chance to talk about just about anything in a very unstructured way. We typically don't have guest speakers on those calls. We might have a facilitator. We might have somebody who's an expert on a topic, but generally they are unstructured so that you can call, share your ideas, share your questions, get them answered, uh, provide advice to other people who maybe need to know something that you know something about. So those calls started last year. They've been very popular. We've had a lot of new folks join them, and that is the call that we will be holding on November 25th when we talk about last-minute gift-giving ideas, AKB, a.k.a. ACB Holiday Auction and other things. Uh, but that's also the call where we will be doing our uh, drawing for the third gift card for this year. Well, one example of how the um, peer support call can just be driven by a question. It's just this last one that we held. Um, actually, it grew out of a local activity that we had here in Louisville just a couple of nights before the call happened. We had an individual come to that that activity that said, uh, that person said, well, what do I do if I'm out somewhere and especially at night having problems with seeing at night what do I do if I get out and get lost and you know we don't often think about that I mean that's just something we kind of we kind of take take um, we, we just kind of know that what we're going to do or, or at least we have an idea of what we as individuals might do but um, someone brought that question up on that peer support call and I thought it'd probably last about five minutes for the discussion, and we talked about it the whole time. And there were some really good suggestions and 
very diverse suggestions, especially today in the world where there are all these different apps and different ways that you can address getting around. So it's just one example of what can happen on a peer support call that's not just always the same, the same question every time. One of the things that we know from being an ACB and being blind people or visually impaired people ourselves is that we've all figured out ways of doing things. And sometimes they're really creative and clever ways. Sometimes they may not be the best ways. And one of the things that struck me about that discussion was I'm a person who I'm in my early 50s. I don't like to talk about that. But <laughs> um, I am a pretty good traveler. I've lived around the country. I thought that conversation was going to be the subtitled The Reasons Ron Left the Midwest and Moved to Phoenix because we talked about snow and navigating in snow. But what I actually got out of it were some things I hadn't thought about. And all of us have strategies, but all of us can learn, even at in the ages that we're all at, we can all learn other strategies that may represent just one more thing to try in a situation where the tools we normally try don't work. And I think that was the power of that call, and that's really the power of these calls in general. It's to hear other people's ideas, which you know, sometimes may not apply, sometimes they do, and sometimes they're better than the stuff we thought of on our own or that some rehab teacher showed us. So they're great, and we certainly encourage people to join us. Let's talk a little bit about our activities at the convention also because families has done something at the convention for a number of years but now we've kind of settled into a pattern of things that we do at the convention so let's chat a little bit about that two things that come up at every convention for acb families both are very popular so when you get your pre-registration packet pay attention because they do go fast one is our ACB Families Bingo, which is exactly what it sounds like. We get together, we play bingo, we give out prizes. There's a good bit of good-natured uh, carrying on that takes place because usually, <laughs> at least for me, I tend to be about one square short when somebody calls bingo, uh, but it's a lot of fun. The second thing we do is our ACB Families Breakfast, and that's our business meeting. We keep the business to a minimum. But in addition to that business, we add a guest speaker or some sort of program that we hope will entertain and interest people. We try to keep it, obviously, with a family theme. This year we brought Alexa, the uh, uh, Amazon product, to the uh, breakfast, and we did some demonstrations of what you can do with Alexa and uh, it was very fun to talk about the games that people play with Alexa, the, the uh, things that you can stream, including ACB radio. Uh, so lots of things around Alexa, and it was very entertaining, and we gave away uh, an Echo Dot. So those are things that we do every year. Um, we are thinking about other things as well, but you can probably count on those two activities for sure. Watch your program for other things. And if you're part of ACB Families and want to do so, you can come to the second 
meeting of uh, the second excuse me the meeting on the second Sunday of the month and participate in the planning for those convention activities and uh, and if you have ideas for what might be covered at the breakfast we we invite all activities so if if you're a member of ACB families uh, we invite you to come to the call on the second Sunday of the month and and help plan these activities for the convention you might have a particular topic that you would like to see us offer at the breakfast and so uh, feel free to make those suggestions it doesn't just have to be the ideas of of the people that are on the board those meetings are uh, open meetings and we uh, we invite everyone to participate so ron yep. let's tell them how they can take part in these absolutely. calls absolutely so if you would like to join acb families to be part of our efforts to participate in our programs, which you don't have to be a member, but it's encouraged, or to win the prizes we talked about, this is what you do. You sign up as a member, you send an $8 payment to us, and you can send that to uh, our treasurer, Adam Rocheval, uh, R-U-S-C-H-I-V-A-L. His address is 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. You can also make that payment via PayPal, families.acb at gmail.com. Pay by credit card mm -hmm. by calling the uh, number for ACB Minimal, which is 502-897-1472. So lots of ways to pay. Uh, it's $8. That gets you not only membership in ACB Families, it also gets you membership in ACB. So it includes the ACB Braille Forum and all of the membership uh privileges for ACB, which includes, of course, participating in national elections and resolutions and all the good stuff that happens there. Right. So ACB Families has a lot to offer. We're anxious to see more and more people join because um, that does help us to become a more diverse organization and to um, have meaningful activities and programs for people uh, in every aspect of family. So please feel free to join us and be sure that you get those memberships in by November 20. APH is Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Page three. Ron, let's switch hats a little bit here and talk about the Board of Publications. You've been chair Great. of the Board of Publications for, what, two years now? Actually, I've been chair for two years. I've been a member for five. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... The BOP has several duties. It um, it it has uh, various um, irons in the fire that have to do with yep. media and publications within ACB. Right. And the main one is the ACB 
Braille forum. Now, Correct. some people think that just means it's in Braille, but it isn't. It's in all different kinds of formats. Um, but what we'd like to talk about today are some new features in the ACB eForum. And so tell us about the eForum and how the eForum has kind of taken on a new look. Absolutely. First, I want to start by just distinguishing between what we call the ACB Braille Forum and what we call the ACB eForum. The, the magazines are similar, but they're a little bit different, and they're becoming a little bit more different. The ACB Braille Forum is our, quote, hard copy issue uh, of, the, of the ACB. It's published bi-monthly, and it is published in all formats, including Braille large print, uh, um, it's now on NLS cartridge. Uh, it's also available email, online, podcast, and by phone. So lots of options. The ACB eForm is available in all of those same formats except for large print and Braille. Uh, the ACB eForm is designed to be an electronic publication, so it's available by email. Uh, it's available by podcast. It's available through ACB Link online. And it's also available by phone. So if you are a person who does not have access to a computer or have access or, you know, not one who likes to use the computer to read the ACB uh, eForm or other publications, you can use your phone uh, to do that. So what we've done with the ACB eForm is we have turned it into a theme-based magazine. And the reason we did this is because we have a little more space in the eForum, and there are topics that we think are of interest to our members that we were not able to easily cover in a shorter format. So what the eForum gives us a chance to do is to expand the coverage around a theme. And there are other magazines that do this. So, for example, if you have ever subscribed to or read National Geographic, they do this. This is the format that they use. They have similar content for a, par a part of each magazine. So they'll have their letters to the editor and their uh, update from the editor and a, a few departments, they call them, where those are kind of standard features. And then they'll have a theme that focuses on a country or a continent or an environmental issue or whatever they've picked. We thought that was a really cool format, and we thought it would be a great way to help us organize ourselves around a theme and expand coverage in our eForum to address specific topics of interest to our readership, which, of course, are primarily blind and visually impaired members of ACB, uh, caregivers, uh, professionals who work in the blindness field, and other people that subscribe to the forum. So some of the themes that we have already done, our first theme was in August of 2018 and we focused on back to school and the content is pretty varied it can be anything from poetry to uh, a an essay to an article about a, a an affiliate that works in that space to an update on legislation that affects that topic so it's pretty open so we did back to school in October we celebrate uh, celebrated uh, blindness employment month with a focus on employment and rehabilitation. In December, we are focusing on traditions. So we have invited people and they have submitted short uh, essays or just short little writing pieces on the traditions that are meaningful to them. 
whether it's a holiday tradition or a family tradition or a tradition that they had growing up, you know, whatever. In February, we're going to look at the topic of relationships, not just romance relationships, because, of course, it's Valentine's Day in February, but any relationship. So watch your uh, email or uh, forum announcements for information about how you can submit on that topic. And again, it's a chance for us to talk about something that maybe we don't normally get to talk about that's important to our membership. And we'll have other topics. Transportation will probably be a theme at some point. We'll uh, undoubtedly have uh, a topic on technology. Uh, I would expect us to have a topic on travel and tourism at some point. And we are open to topics from ACB members and uh, ACB eForum readers and Braille Forum readers who want us to feature something that maybe we haven't thought of. That just sounds like a really fun way to kind of change the forum to make each one different. Sometimes um, there there gets to be uh, sort of a oh this always looks the same thought about a magazine, and I know that happens to a lot of publications, and um, and that this will keep this will keep the the forum new and fresh something different every two months because the e-form comes out in the even-numbered months. So, Correct. Yeah, so you'll find a theme in, in each of those months. And that, that publication um, is available on uh, cartridge, as you said, as well as mm-hmm. on the phone and uh, by the, by the uh, email and uh, other ways to listen on the computer. Uh, one, one note I want to make about the cartridge is that the cartridge, um, that comes out actually in the odd-numbered months. A- am I not correct on that? Like, for example, the yeah, October yeah. e-form actually is on the November Braille Forum cartridge. That is right. correct. The, the, the cartridge includes the, the current hard copy edition, Mm-hmm. It also includes the last, most recent electronic edition. Mm-hmm. It also includes a couple of bonus items. It includes ACB reports, mm-hmm. and it is now going to include, and I'm not sure of the frequency, but it's going to include the ACB mental, um, mini mall mm-hmm. catalog. Yes, so three times a year. Ways yep. to three, how many? Three. It'll three be times in a three. year. So yes. this, is, this is a way for us to share information more easily. Uh, cartridges have a lot of space. We don't need all of it. So this is a way to leverage a, a fairly significant investment and bring value to the people who collect those cartridges. And I want to tell you, uh, the cartridge um, mailing has grown every single edition. People really like the cartridge. Well, also, um, do, we, do we need to remind people that those cartridges do need to be returned we do, and actually yeah. my word collect was probably a bad choice of words, although it is <laughs> happening. And we allow people to have two issues out at a time. We know that sometimes people like to take a little bit of time to read uh, through their publication, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But after you've gotten that second one, we need you to return the first one, because if you don't, you're going to get a very nice letter uh, from the Perkins Library, which is who does our cartridge distribution, 
reminding you to return it and letting you know that you can't get another until one comes back. So Mm -hmm. it is important to return those when you're done so that we can get those back into reuse and circulation. We might want to also say, if you really don't want to get the cartridge, um, don't use, don't, don't think, well, I'll just keep the two and then they won't send me any more. And, uh, because uh, if you go on and send those back and then call in to the ACB National Office at 202-467-5081 or 800-424-8666 and let Sharon Lovering know that you don't want to receive that. She can remove you from that list. But please just don't keep the cartridges because they are um, expensive and if, if you keep them, then we can't send them to someone else. We can't pass right. that along. One of the things, just to share with a lot of people don't realize, we have a fairly limited budget, and one of the, thing, the, one of the reasons that we've really tried to diversify formats is we have tried to introduce formats that people will like and that cost less. The formats that are the most cost-effective for us as an organization to produce are, of course, email, and online, because those are basically cost us nothing other than the cost of the time of producing the magazine. But next to that are, is by phone and our podcast. Those are very inexpensive to produce. So if you prefer an electronic format or a uh, by phone or podcast format, you're actually helping the organization be more sustainable with our budget. Mm-hmm. And we are happy to produce in any format, but we definitely encourage people to use the format that works best for you. But if a good option for you is one of those electronic or audio formats, those are a little bit less expensive for us to produce. And it helps us provide more uh, with our magazine. And just to give you an example, because we start to see more people uh, moving to some of these less expensive formats, we are now talking with the ACB board about uh, increasing the length of the hard copy forums because we're starting to have a little bit better financial situation with the forum. So our goal is to produce as much content as we can, and these uh, electronic formats are really helping us do that. So when you use those formats, you're actually having your own little fundraiser for the Braille Forum. Exactly. It's a, it's a great, that's a great thing to do. And, Ron, we might want to say, too, we've talked about changing your format, but, you know, there are some people out there that just don't read the forum, and that's, that's just all right, too. If you don't want to read the forum, it's not like required reading. If you're an ACB member, you know, we're not going to give you a test at the end of every two or three months and see what you've learned from the forum. So if you really, if you're getting a format like Braille or large print or cartridge and you really don't want it, you just don't want to read it, let Sharon know that to please not send those uh, formats and you don't have to feel that you've got to say oh I'd rather you change me to email if you don't want it to fill up your inbox or oh I want this or that you know it's okay to just cancel your subscription if you really if that's what you want to do yep I mean our goal is to is to have a magazine that you will want to read exactly but of course we certainly don't want to see formats that you know take a lot of effort to produce and take some cost uh, right. go to waste 
That's right. And you can always share those hard copies too. So yes. So anyway, um, I think you know I think we're heading in a good direction. We've gotten very positive feedback about the theme so far. We've also gotten suggestions for other themes, which is great. That's exactly the feedback we want. Exactly. And one of the things we will be doing in every themed issue is including a short survey uh, of two or three questions, which you can, it helps us if you give us feedback because then we know what worked, what didn't, and what we can change to go forward. Okay. Well, this has all been really good information. We are very excited about the new themed issues, and um, this is one of the major changes that has happened in the last few years. And uh, going to the e-forum several years ago was a big change, and this is a subsequent change that is making everything more exciting. So congratulations to you and to the Board of Publications for helping to lead the way in, in making this happen. Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun to see the uh, results of that effort. We look forward to having a lot of ACB Families members on our November 25 call. All right. Thank you. Page 4. This article is from the Everyday Health mailing list, and while it does not specifically involve any blindness issues, it does address some diabetes issues, and that, of course, affects many visually impaired people. It is entitled Healthy Carbs for Diabetes by Madeline R. Vaughn, MPH, reviewed by Farouk Sarabi, MD. Making the best carb choices for diabetes. When you say carbohydrates, most people think of sugar, says Meredith Injuin, RD, a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator at the Methodist Charlton Medical Center Diabetes Self-Management Program in Dallas. But that's only half the story. Carbohydrates are also starches and valuable fiber, which are found in many nutrient-rich foods that should be part of a diabetes diet. Sugar is the basic building block that, depending on how it's organized, creates either starches or fiber. You need about 135 grams of carbohydrate every day, spread fairly evenly throughout your meals. Instead of trying to avoid carbs completely, practice planning your diabetes diet with everything in moderation. There's nothing you can't have, Injuin says. The catch is that you might not like the portion size or frequency. Use this list of healthy carbohydrates to help you stay balanced. Include dairy, beans, high-fiber whole fruits, berries, vegetables, whole grains, pasta and rice, whole grain breads, nuts. And another short article from the same email list called Living with Diabetes from Everyday Health is entitled 8 Tips to Avoid Blood Sugar Dips and Spikes. A few surprising foods and easy lifestyle switches can help you gain better control of your blood sugar levels and type 2 diabetes. By Mary Elizabeth Dallas. Medically reviewed by Lindsay Marcelin, 
MDMPH. If you have type 2 diabetes and your blood sugar levels are racing up and down like a roller coaster, it's time to get off the ride. Big swings in your blood sugar can make you feel lousy, but even if you aren't aware of them, they can still increase your risk for a number of serious health problems. By making simple but specific adjustments to your lifestyle and diet, you can gain better blood sugar control. Your body uses the sugar, also known as glucose, in the foods you eat for energy. Think of it as a fuel that keeps your body moving throughout the day. Blood sugar highs and lows. Type 2 diabetes decreases the body's production of insulin, which is a hormone that regulates blood sugar. Without enough insulin, sugar builds up in the blood and can damage nerves and blood vessels. This increase of blood sugar also increases your risk of heart disease and stroke. Over time, high blood sugar, also known as hyperglycemia, can lead to more health problems, including kidney failure and blindness. Keeping blood sugar stable can help prevent the long-term consequences of fluctuations, says Melissa Lee N.G., M.D., an endocrinologist at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. Dr. Lee N.G. explains that high blood sugar can cause a number of symptoms that include fatigue, increased thirst, blurry vision, frequent urination, it's also important to know that you can have high blood sugar and still feel fine, but your body can still suffer damage, Lee Ng says. Symptoms of high blood sugar typically develop at levels above 200 milligrams per deciliter. You can have high blood sugar that's between 150 and 199 and feel perfectly fine, Lee Ng says. Over time, your body can also get used to chronically high blood sugar, so you don't feel the symptoms, she says. On the flip side, if you're not closely monitoring your blood sugar levels, they can drop too low. Warning signs of low blood sugar or hypoglycemia include dizziness, irritability, sweating, weakness, Lack of coordination. Keeping your blood sugar steady. With certain strategies, you can help prevent spikes in your blood sugar levels, says Toby Smithson, RD, LDN, CDE, spokesperson for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and the founder of DiabetesEveryday.com. Rather than focus on things you shouldn't have, Try incorporating the following foods and healthy habits into your daily type 2 diabetes routine. Go nuts! Nuts such as almonds, walnuts, and pistachios contain healthy fat that slows the body's absorption of sugar. But be sure to limit how many nuts you eat in one sitting because even healthy fats contain calories, Smithson says. 
Just six almonds or four pecan halves can have the same number of calories as one teaspoon of butter. Eat whole grains. Oat bran, barley, and rye are fiber-rich foods that contain beta-glucan. This soluble fiber increases the amount of time it takes for your stomach to empty after eating and prevents spikes in blood sugar. Remember, though, that these foods are still carbs. Whole grains will still raise your blood sugar, just not as quickly or as high as processed foods, Lee N.G. says. Veg out. Packed with fiber, non-starchy vegetables such as broccoli, cucumber, and carrots can also help prevent surges in blood sugar levels while providing essential nutrients. Spice up with cinnamon. Cinnamon may do more than just add flavor to foods. A 2013 study published in the journal Annals of Family Medicine showed that cinnamon is linked to a significant drop in fasting blood sugar levels. Cinnamon may stimulate insulin secretions from the pancreas, Lee N.G. says. Although more research is needed, Smithson says there's no reason why people with type 2 diabetes shouldn't try to add cinnamon in their diets. Be versatile with vinegar. A 2012 study published in the Journal of Community Hospital Internal Medicine Perspectives suggests that vinegar could help slow the absorption of sugar by the body. The research revealed that two ounces of apple cider vinegar improved fasting blood sugar levels and insulin sensitivity. Although the potential health benefits of vinegar are still being investigated, Lee N.G. often advises people with type 2 diabetes to take one tablespoon of vinegar with each meal, saying that any type of vinegar is good. Don't skip meals. It's important to spread out your daily food intake, starting with breakfast. Consuming more food in just one or two meals a day causes greater fluctuations in blood sugar levels. Lee N.G. says, Three healthy meals a day with two nutritious snacks in between can help maintain stable blood sugar, she says. Don't drink on an empty stomach. If you haven't eaten, drinking alcohol can cause your blood sugar level to drop up to 24 hours later. This happens because the body is working to get rid of it. If you want to drink alcohol, check your blood sugar first. It's also important to eat before or while you drink. Another caution. Smithson says that symptoms of low blood sugar, such as slurred speech and dizziness, could be mistaken for drunkenness. Plan ahead. Anticipate the unexpected and carry healthy snacks that can prevent your blood sugar level from dropping too low. Smithson recommends carrying granola bars with you as well as some quick-acting glucose tablets, also known as sugar pills. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. On November 6th, the Kentucky Council of Citizens will have its November conference call meeting. 
and support group at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The new number will be 669-900-6833 and the access code is 3572-595-193. On November 7, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. November 8 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision in-person support group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On November 9, the GLCB Roundabout will be from 3.30 to 10 p.m. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5, including iPhone tips, tips for orbit readers, and more. Discussion time from 5 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7, $6 per person. Bargain table, 7 p.m. Bingo, $2 per person, 7.30 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call to sign up at 502-895-4598. On November 10, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On November 10, the American Printing House for the Blind Museum presents Reclaiming the Dream, Rehabilitation for Blinded Veterans in World War I. From 1 to 3 p.m., this Veterans Day program honors the soldiers, sailors, and airmen who returned home from their service during the War to End All Wars with Damaged Vision. These young men encountered a system unprepared for the nature of their wounds and uncertain also about the role of the nation in rehabilitating a blinded soldier. The program explores the birth of modern rehabilitation in field hospitals behind the lines and the Evergreen Army Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, and reveals how the sinking of the Lusitania impacted the story. You will meet a modern dog guide team and explore the beginnings of the dog guide movement, Veterans of modern-day conflicts will contrast their own incredible experiences with the doughboys and swabbies who survived the Great War. Best for older children and adults. Pre-registration is required. For more information, call 502-899-2213. On November 11, KCB Next Generation will have its conference call meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. This is a regular monthly chapter meeting for visually impaired people ages 40 and under. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. Also on November 11, ACB families will have a meeting at 9 p.m. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On November 12, KCB Next Generation will have its next nationwide conference call at 8.30 p.m. 
ACB members and individuals under the age of 40 are invited to join the nationwide conference call to explore the possibility of organizing a national special interest affiliate with ACB. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. For questions, contact Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email Amanda at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-87 at gmail.com. On November 13, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its next meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The speaker will be Gary Cusick, Ph.D., Kentucky Licensed Clinical Psychologist. He is based at the McDowell Center in Louisville. There will also be elections for president, vice president, and two directors. The meeting is at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, contact Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. November 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold a conference call meeting at 7 p.m. The number is 605-475-4700. And the code is 155619. For more information, call 859-781-7369. November 16 and 17 is the 45th Annual Conference and Convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. The theme is KCB, The Final Frontier. Enjoy workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends the convention will be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, 150 South State Street, sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Lodging is available at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville by calling 502-897-5101. You can contact the Ramada for rooms until November 1 in order to be guaranteed our reduced rate of $79 per room. On November 18, the Kentucky School for the Blind alumni will have its next board meeting at 8 p.m. The conference call number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. November 19 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind board meeting at 7.30 p.m. by conference call 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595. 193. On November 24, there will be a Thanksgiving open house from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. Plan to bring family and friends to APH's one-of-a-kind museum. Visitors can write their names in Braille, see a book from Helen Keller's Bible, learn about guide dogs, play games, and read books designed for children who are blind, and enjoy many other activities in the award-winning museum. Holiday goodies and hot cider will be served for all ages. Contact the museum at 502-899-2213. On November 25, ACB Families will have its support group at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can participate from anywhere in the country. The number is 712-432-3900. 
and the code is 796096. We'll be drawing for our membership promotions that evening, and there will be a special drawing for all who have become a member of ACB Families and who attend that call. On November 26th, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will have a membership call at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. November 28th, the Bluegrass Council will have its monthly peer support group meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. For more information and to RSVP, call them at 859-259-1834. There will be no roundabout on Friday, November 30. On Saturday, December 1, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind invites everyone to its annual Christmas party. Doors open at 4 p.m., bargain table at 4.30 and sign up for the party. There will be dinner, games, Christmas caroling, and Santa Claus. Plan to be with us for this fantastic annual event. And on Sunday, December 2, is the ACB Radio Holiday Auction. Beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, tune in for lots of bidding fun and surprises. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.